Hey, this is Travis T-Bone Turner. We're here at the Tour 12 podcast. Don't give your guide a knife for a tip. He probably has a knife because he's a guide. <laughs> kind of here he comes. I mean, that's the kind of stuff. Here he comes. He's coming in hot. Hey, I'm Nick Mont from Bone Collector. You're listening to the Tour 12 podcast. If you're one of these guys who carried horns around ATA, just leave them at home. Quit being an idiot. <laughs> so B does all of our modeling. He's the look good guy. I'm the Definitely, uh, I don't have a voice for radio. I'm the face for radio. I'm the ugly <laughs> wild here, dude. You guys out there listening, you know, put your kids in front of this podcast. I mean, we're not going to get too crazy. You might want to put them to bed maybe a little bit later on, but <laughs> that's just that's just me talking. But we'll get to arguing over schedules or, or man, you know, something that we where disagree we're gonna on. Eat. Where are we going to eat? Where are we going to eat? But at the end of it, we hunt together because and hang together just because we truly truly enjoy each other's company well it is it is our job and we have a platform and by all means we're flying the flag as much as we can we, we need we want to preach it to the everybody it's not for the elite it's not for the rich it's it's enjoyment making for a living doing something you absolutely love what we call living your passion you might actually be closer than you realize it's actually what this whole podcast is built around living your passion in three areas business leadership and life i'm michael waddell and you're listening to the tour 12 podcast hey guys what is up my name is heath and welcome back to the tour 12 podcast and as of 2019 it is now powered by swagger bipods the bipod with moves we are the podcast that moves all over the country we want to welcome you back to the show it has been an insane start to 2019 i hope you guys are having a good year Already, I know we are. I told you last month that kicking off 19, we would be at the ATA show in Louisville, Kentucky. That's exactly what happened. And I'm gonna be honest with you, it was the probably most. It was it was an insane busy schedule that we tried to maintain. I mean, like I had an absolute blast. As you can tell from my voice, though, I'm basically shot. I'm hoarse, and you're gonna have to bear with me on this intro to this podcast as I set it up. I think we had. I think we had around seven recordings that we did, and they were basically live events at each booth. We were with our friends at Nikon and Hunter Specialties and um, Expedition and Big and J and Swagger, and we did some stuff with Kendall, and man, it was awesome. I'm telling you, the, the show itself was phenomenal, seeing all the new products, seeing everything new that's coming to the industry this year. Just an absolute blast. And speaking of new products, you know, a lot of companies roll into beginning of the year trade shows with the hopes of launching a product. <laughs> Swagger rolls up in this joint with three new product launches. They come out and added to the Hunter series. So now they've got the Stalker QD, which basically um, stands for Quick Detach. And it's very similar to the Hunter series um, bipod, but these basically serve as, as a Quick Detach shooting stick system. You're going to want to check that out. And then they also come out with the Stalker Lite, which is basically a set of shooting sticks that have flex-ready technology built into them. They're phenomenal. You're going to want to check that out. And then if you're just a shooting enthusiast, you're going to want to check out the all-new Steel Banger series. It's basically a, a bipod that allows you to acquire moving targets at a rapid rate. And just seeing products like this come out that have never before hit the market and watching companies um, not just Swagger, but companies across the board. Everybody we talk to, man, has some phenomenal stuff coming out. It's exciting to see this in our industry because um, I'm a believer that anything that helps me be more successful in the field, I want to be a part of using those type products. And I know most of our listeners feel the same way. We actually got to kick off our tour at the ATA show 
with none other than the bone collector, Michael and Nick and T-Bone. And honestly, some of the best guys in the industry. I've had the opportunity to be around a lot of people in the last 10 or 15 years. And when you talk about guys that are just, that are just true, like literally true to who they are, I think that's what these guys are. The guy you see at the ATA show is the same guy you're going to see at camp if you hunt with him. He's the same guy that you're going to see at his house. Nick's the same way. we, Aaron and I, um, from Swagger State at, Aaron, at Nick's house one night, and we got done with a commercial shoot for Bone Collector and stayed at his house at Nick's house, woke up the next morning, and heck, if Nick wasn't up cooking me and Aaron breakfast, I'm like, who does this, man? Because in most worlds, the celebrity, um, you're there to serve them, so to speak. And that morning, Nick got up and cooked us breakfast before we even got up and out of bed. It just showed a lot about character. It showed a lot about um, what Bone Collector represents. Because every one of these guys are the same way. I mean, even T-Bone, he's like, man, if y'all need a place to stay tonight, just come on over. Y'all ain't staying in no hotel. And and Michael's the same way. They're just guys that truly um, represent um, what it means to be a, a true, true to who you are in an industry. And I think you'll hear that in this conversation that we have. These guys, in my opinion, have more influence than anyone in our industry. And when they speak, they represent not only themselves, but they, they obviously represent um, and speak on behalf of a lot of brands. And they speak on behalf of an industry. And they speak on behalf as we as hunters. And to me, it means a lot to have somebody like Michael and his whole crew somewhat carrying the torch and being willing to talk about hard conversations and and being able to be be real and talk about and we do that in this in this podcast we talk about the state of the industry and how we've seen it change over time we have a good time doing it and have a lot of fun um, but there's some real conversation that goes on too and when I think about people in our industry that are really just who they say they are um, they're not trying to be somebody they're not as we see so many times in in across different industries even these guys represent what I believe is the way we should be as people just real honest and do things for the right reasons i think you're going to hear that in the tone of this podcast you know everybody we interview on this podcast are people that are living their passion every single day that are making a living doing exactly what they love and i don't know that you're going to find anybody else on the planet that has more fun living their passion on a day-to-day basis than this crew right here so without further ado let's roll on to that conversation this is michael nick and t-bone this is the conversation with the bone collectors well, what is up everybody welcome to the tour 12 podcast we are here it is 2019 unbelievable michael we are here at the ata show bluegrass state of kentucky welcome to the show fellas thank, thank you Heath. i have thank the, you. Thank the, you. the one and only bone collector crew you guys, man, have probably as much influence as anybody in this industry. So it's an honor and pleasure to have you on the show here at the Swagger Booth. Welcome to the show. Thank you, man. Thanks man, for having, having us. us. You yeah. guys having yeah. a good show? Yeah, it's great. It has great. been fun so far, yeah. So what does this make for you guys? How many shows have you been to at ATA? We were talking about that this morning. I think I've been to everyone since 98. Wow. And and I, actually, I think even then it was the ammo show, AMMO, yeah. and then they changed it. I'm not sure what year to the ATA. So. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I, like like we were talking about this morning, I've, I've not missed an ATA. Since it was an ATA show, I've been to everyone. And then 
uh, like before then. I think I've been coming since 91 or 92 when it was the AMO show. So, wow. yeah, yeah I, old as dirt, man. I think, <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, I think 2000 was my first one. I, I, I went to two before it changed to AT. I went to two before that, so I don't yeah. even know what year. Wow. So you guys have seen a lot. Not when you were born, son. Probably so. About that. <laughs> Back in the day. So you guys Back have seen when it. Babe Winkerman was slender. <laughs> so you guys have seen a lot over the years, though. And that's actually oh, yeah. one of the things I wanted to bring up and just talk about, kind of this current state of the industry. What, what, what do you feel like? Where do you feel like we're at in the industry? Maybe what are some of the things you've seen since 98 that are completely different now than they were back in the day, so to speak? I think we can all jump in there. I know Nick and T-Bone definitely want to weigh in. Um, I think a lot's changed, you know, some for the good and, and some for the bad. I mean, I think sometimes honesty is the best. I think honesty is always the best way. I mean, yeah. we all get ourselves in situations, and sometimes you just got to own up and pay some the Some of us more than others. Yeah, some <laughs> of us more than others. I, this group here, we've, we, we, we've, we've stayed in trouble, so, you know, we've learned honesty gets you out. But, um, you know, it, it has changed a lot. I mean, I think the passion for hunting hasn't changed across the board, not just – a lot of times within the industry, but outside of those licensed hunters who really love it. So, you know, I think when you look at the archery community, I think there's a diehard group of just passionate hunters that, that love to, to have a good time. But I think some of the things that's changed is the fact that I think it has become a little bit more, uh, if lack of better words, egotistical or maybe macho man or, or a little bit of a of a rugged, look at me, I'm tougher, I'm better. Or, yeah. or if you're a chick, look, I'm a little hotter than you and and stuff and, and and i think you know we we have recognized that and seen it and then it made us really dig deep and, and look at what we do at bone collector and uh and really with us we just thought about what is the number one reason we hunt and um and i think with us we come to the conclusion that the one thing that hasn't changed at all about how we feel about hunting is how much fun it brings to us even though sometimes you get in a situation that is rugged or dangerous at times depending on what animal or environment you decide to hunt in it, having fun is the number one thing and, and i say this you know nick and t-bone and i we're like brothers we, we fight i mean we really argue a lot of people don't realize this but we'll get to arguing over schedules or or man you know something that we where disagree we're gonna on eat. where are we gonna eat? I mean, little things, yeah. but at the end of it we hunt together because and hang together just because we truly truly enjoy each other's company and we laugh and we cut up uh, we know the good and bad of each other. And, and so really, I think overall, even though we want to be successful and shoot a really big animal or elk, whatever it is we hunt, I think we do it because it's fun. And yeah. whether it's a smaller animal, a doe or a squirrel or an armadillo, or if we're crow hunting, you know, on my place and trying to shoot some off a pecan orchard, crows, we just have a good time and laugh and cut up. And, and, and I think that that is what the industry has changed in not such a good way. We have forgotten that it is fun, that it yeah. don't always have to be tough. It don't always have to be a near-death experience. We don't always have to be the best-looking, the best in shape, the, yeah. the best-looking woman, the best-looking this or this many followers to represent and, and show it. It don't have to always be DIY. Yeah. It don't always have to be this way or that way. It don't have to be with this weapon or that one. It's just... Are you really enjoying it? Do you enjoy the outdoors? Do you enjoy sitting up in a tree? Do you enjoy the camp, the chili, the yeah. fire, the stories? I think that's the biggest thing that we concentrate on that I see the industry losing. And one thing that T-Bone said, too, you know, as long as these guys both know that I'm going to be on the biggest deer in camp, then that's, everybody's happy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that's the most important exactly. thing. Amen. You know? He's taking advantage of the trophy part of it. He's like, y'all have, have fun. I'm going to go shoot this big one. <laughs> well, Michael's, Michael's even said it before. You know, we need to dumb it down a little bit. Like, you know, we all cut our teeth on, like, squirrel hunting and small game hunting and, and and don't get me wrong everybody in this whole building wants to kill a 180 190 200 yeah but at the at the end of the day 
shooting a big old slick head with your kids or, or, or you know, going squirrel hunting. That's where we cut our teeth, and we don't need to lose sight of that. We don't, let, let, we don't need to let it to where if you don't kill a 180, you're unsuccessful. That's not, that's not it. I mean, that's just the, the glorified cherry on top if you yeah. do a, yeah. to kill one of it's, those. It's for everybody. Let's, let's face it. Whether, whether you're rich or poor or big or small, it don't matter. It's for everybody. And, <laughs> People and can't see who not, you're pointing it's at. It's not Nick. for the, Nick, oh. Nick, This is a podcast. Oh, sorry. They can't see who you're pointing it's at. It's for everybody. It really is. Yeah. It's, not for, it's not for the elite. It's not for the rich. It's, it's enjoyment for everybody. Yeah. And so I think a lot, a lot of people have lost side of that and um you know it's it's our job as we say quite a bit to get as many people involved as we can new people yeah. well it is um, it is our job and we have a platform and by all means we're flying the flag as much as we can but something that you know michael brought to point last year and we've all kind of taken it uh you know as we do public speaking or doing events that we do we, we need we want to preach it to the everybody if you are a hunter we owe it to ourselves with two and a half million hunters down in license sales we owe it to ourselves. anybody that hunts if you got your neighbor down the street that's looking over the fence and giving you the chicken eye because you're skinning the deer invite him over yeah you know make sure he comes over there share a beverage with him you know skin that deer explain to him how great our industry is and how great our sport is and 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 introduce him into that sport i mean i know we preach it about taking kids hunting and we need to do that that that's yeah. without under you know we need to do that but let's take the lady down the street the the single mom let's make sure that they got a place to take their kid yeah everybody if we could just introduce one person to buy another license to to into our sport it'll grow the other way you yeah. know we need to get it growing back yeah you made it one of you guys made a comment i think it was last year about the people you grew up or mentors in your life yeah. just to make you believe you could do this and yes. that's nowadays you you said some, give me some of that well is a i said it it was on a you know sometimes social media can be our friend and and obviously it can be an, our enemy and i've always encouraged i think it's important that us in the hunting industry use the social media presence or whether it's a facebook live or our you know twitter handles or whatever instagram to promote hunting and so sometimes i get frustrated about things I see and feel or hear said in the industry, and 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 I you know I go on a, a rant you know as they got T Bone said dang what else he turned into Michael Luther King yeah. you know here and um, <laughs> a water Waddy Luther King yeah. you know and I get on these just almost frustrated and, and I said it last year that you know when I was a kid and I just saw him over at the Hoyt booth and I went up and gave him a hug it was Chuck Adams and. And I said, Chuck, I love you, man. I said, dude, I've always said it. I've said it on every podcast, said it on every article. You know, people ask me who I looked up to. It was you were one of those guys. Yeah. You know, somebody like a Fred Bear I looked up to. I always looked up to Harold Knight, which just come by and had a sandwich with us. He's standing right there. He's standing right there, Harold Knight. And um, it, it, those guys, Dick Kirby was another one. Obviously, if, if you if you know me, you know I like to turkey hunt, and I got in a competition turkey calling as a young age. Every one of those guys from my heroes, Paul Butsky, Joe Drake, uh, Harold Knight, uh, Will Primos, they always made me feel like I was equal to them in how I did things. They always made me feel like, Paul Butsky made me feel like I was as good a turkey caller as him, yeah. and I wasn't. And then I competed with him, and he helped me, and he would bring me over. What are you yupping on, Waddell? And I'm like, this four-reed cutter. Like, man, trim that edge off right there. And I'd do it, and he's like, I just gave you the tip. You're about to whoop me here. Yeah. And, 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 and so they made, they, they made me feel they were like a long-lost cousin or uncle or grandfather. And I think sometimes in this industry, losing that, where I looked up to those guys, and they made every one of us feel like we could. We yeah. could be better. And I think sometimes that the personalities in our industry now, they think, 
hey, dude, I'm doing this. You'll never be this good. Yeah. You'll never be able to do it this fast or kill this big animal or shoot this accurate. And I think that's wrong if that's the case. I think yeah. there's some insecurity in that marketing. And so in the end, I think, you know, right here, I, the, the diversity in even our group, and then I look at my, you know, five kids now. Whole, I've got a lot of youngins, but um, that you know about, that I know about. <laughs> but you know, I looked at it. I mean, I mean, T Bone Turner is a, is a big man. T Bone Turner ain't gonna skin up any little pine tree in Georgia and hunt out a lock on. <laughs> Let's face it, he he ain't gonna jump up New Mexico and Tell run seven truth. miles and run to the top of the hill at fifteen thousand altitude, you know, and kill an elk. But T-Bone Turner enjoys hunting as much as anybody, and I would like to argue he's probably is as successful a hunter yeah. as anybody out there. Nick Monk grew up in, out west to where he, he learned how to hunt out west, and, man, unbelievable, these optics and learning how to spot animals and score these western animals from mule deer to elk and understand tactics. But at the same time, he's learned that you come to Georgia, it's aggravating hunting these old eastern turkeys, but he's learned how to do it. He's, he's learned to be better at it, and, and, and he enjoys it. Then, you know... I, the, the point being, we've got kids, and so hunting has proven that as we walk around here as macho men, we think, well, look at me, what I shot. I've got a freaking seven-year-old kid that's killing big deer. Yeah. I, they're shooting does and big deer. It's, it's not as hard as we make it out to be, but it's, as, it's funner than we make it out to be sometimes. It's yeah. way more fun and enjoyable. And so in my mind, I still get back to fun. Everybody can hunt. Every woman out here, every man, I don't care if you are Chuck Adams or just a lady with your husband at the ATA show, in my opinion, you're capable of having as much fun as what Chuck Adams did. Yeah. You're capable of having as much fun hunting a squirrel as what maybe I did or Nick did, you know, hunting a, a desert bighorn in Sonora. So I, I just think sometimes we just got to make something to where you can understand that anybody can accomplish anything in this industry. And, and really there's no such thing, in my opinion, as a professional hunter. No yeah. hunters should give themselves that self-title. That's my opinion. Yeah. You guys have done a great job with doing having fun a lot of different ways so because I, I see a lot of guys that are diehard bow hunters that make fun of the gun hunters the bait guys make fun of the non-bait and vice versa take me down that little rabbit trail for a minute because I, I believe you you all probably have an opinion on that i, I mean go ahead guys i i, <laughs> I, I get on my well, michael luther king deal. i don't, I don't do that <laughs> i don't think i don't think there's i don't think there's anybody that loves hunting more than i do i mean probably people that love it as much but i mean from the first day of season till the end, I mean, I'm up early, ready to go. You know, I love it. But at the same time, you gotta, it's got to be fun. I mean, if you, if you take yourself so seriously that you take the fun out of it, and, I mean, you can see, you know, in our shows and the things that we do, I mean, it just boils down to having a good time. And, you know, when you surround yourself with fun people, even if you're not successful at a camp, it, it always turns out to be a good time. And, and, I don't know, that's just the bottom line. I think just a lot of people have lost sight of that, the fun side of it. And, yeah, you know that's what we need to promote going forward. Yeah, and as you was talking about, like uh, there's a lot of hypocrisy. Like uh, if you bring up the baiting issue, are you bait up compound bows versus recurve or compounds? Uh, you know, or crossbows, or then you throw in the mix muzzleloaders versus firearms. Or was well, it a centerfire muzzleloader, or, or you know, is it a you know, or is it a is it an old flintlock or whatever? So you get all these little little things, and then it, you look into the the Boone and Crockett and Pope and Young records. These these regulations, which I'm I'm fine that I'm fine. And for that but you look at everything as a total i think what's happened too is used to if you think about it we all had our way we could go about hunting and it was okay and it was cool but hunting has become as political as you know the liberal and conservative fight you yeah. know there is you know it's like well if you don't see it my way you're an idiot yeah or if you don't do it this way you're an idiot oh you you did it with a compound it, what, are you serious 
You, you're a sissy. You should have did it with a longbow. You're a rifle hunter? Oh, my God. He, you, you cannot tell me you shot that deer exactly. with a rifle. Oh, you used Big and Jake? You poured out a little bit of that Big and Jake? Well, that ain't hunting. You, did you actually sit in a redneck blind? Yeah. You was warm with your wife and your kid, and she was actually playing, you know, the Woody puzzle while you shot the deer? I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. I get to the point where it's like, well, what makes one person better and what makes one hunt more enjoyable? And so with that, I think different strokes are different folks. I think everybody can put themselves into every situation. If you decide you don't want to bait, then don't bait. But don't hate on the people who do it legally where they can. Yeah. Otherwise... You know, there is that fine line. Well, you still got to find something, white oak acorn, some natural browse. You might find a fruit tree. You might find some honeysuckle if you're in the south. You might find an alfalfa field if you're out west. Or then legally you might can plant, you know, a food plot. And yeah. they say, well, food plots, that's fine. You know, that to me is okay. <laughs> well, 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 how many single moms are here at this store, I mean, on this store, this show, that are maybe here that, that are thinking like maybe they're dating a guy that, that likes to hunt and they come here as a visitor or of a dealer. Well, who's got who's got thirty forty thousand dollars to go buy a tractor and another thousand dollars to put in food plots exactly. who's even got that property to do that so i'm all for food plots i've been blessed enough that i have some of those tools to do that so i get to the point is why are we in such a measurement of you did it this way yours is not legit mine is legit because i was colder you know my look at my ear my right ear's almost froze off <laughs> You, you was in texas you don't deserve yours and did you have corn and so i, I almost sat back and i'm thinking what are we doing? Yeah. Don't we want everybody to hunt? I want my kid to hunt. I want my wife who, who grew up in the city who's just understanding that she, finally she's regretting she realized she married the biggest redneck in Georgia. You know, but I want to understand that collard greens and cornbread are good and it's yeah. fun to go hunt a rabbit. And as you're saying that, you know, it makes me think about the fishing industry. You know, you don't, you don't really have that in the fishing. Whether you're, if you're watching a bobber go down or you're the best salmon fisherman there, there ever was, there's not that. It's just like you're, you're a fisherman. Yeah. You know, you're a fisherman. Whether you're watching a cane pole on a brim, you know, you... you or if you don't catch it on a fly, you're not a fisherman. I, yeah. yeah. I, I well, I've seen it a million times, too. A guy shows shows the 160-inch buck, and they go, oh, did you get it? Did you get it? You killed with your boat? No, I killed with gun. Oh, wow. Or, 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 exactly. or somebody will work so hard that maybe they did get some corn or some Big and J and poured out, and they're like, well, hey, man, was you hunting over a bait? No. I mean, and they get insecure. It's like, well, dude, it was legal in Kansas. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I poured out. I had a half a ton of it. Shoot, I think I'll shoot I right went in the broke. middle of the pile. Yeah, me too. And so <laughs> and so I think what's happened is, it, it, you know, and I know a lot of ladies might be listening to this your podcast. I ho- hope that they are, but I think what happens is the one thing I see wrong with the hunting industry, it's dominated too much by male testosterone and macho man and insecurity. Yeah. And what I mean by that, I'm insecure at this point in my life and I ever have been hunting. You know, uh, I grew up hunting country as a chicken coop. I like to hunt everything. Some I still don't know about, but if you give me a chance to hunt it, I'd just about walk around stomp a grasshopper if there's a season. <laughs> and I love to turkey hunt, and, and I yeah. got ate up with it. And I, I put myself around some of these people that was mentors of mine. Some I mentioned, Harold Knights, Dick Kirby's, and I tried to learn from them, and they was eager to teach me how to be better. I had a dad who was eager to take me hunting. And so now, you know, I start thinking about all this stuff, and I start realizing that it's fun, and, and if I have any insecurities about how I killed a turkey or a deer, it's the most unattractive part of a man is macho, ego, pride, and insecurity. It ain't sexy to a woman, and, and insecurity and all those three things I said don't sell jack crap. So yeah. I think we have to clean it up and say, it ain't that hard. It can be that fun. Now, this hunt's going to be hard. You really do got to go 10 miles, and it's going to be cold. Nick and I are probably excited about that because, you know, we, we want that trophy. 
But if experience. I take you on your first time, you're going to not like it. I yeah. want you to go again. So you know what? Get on this dove stool. You know, if you want to sit there and sip on a Coca-Cola and eat some Swiss cake rolls and just shoot every other dove and you're probably not going to kill one, shoot two boxes of shells, maybe yeah. that'll get this lady or this kid to the point where I can take her turkey hunting and put her in her blind. Next step, we might walk two miles and try to run and gun a turkey in Georgia that pretty much is going to win the battle 90% of the time unless you got a Harold Knight on your team yeah. helping you call. And so finally you start stepping up the ladder, and, and so I, and, and it becomes fun. But I think sometimes we, we got this macho man, and we think it's sexy to be too cool, too buff, too this or that. I'm not putting against any guys that, yeah. that are into that big, hardcore DIY, tough run to the top of the mountain. I respect that because there is a, a value of fun to – to being in shape and doing that. So a lot of those people in that field I respect a lot. One that comes to mind, you know, it would be like a Cameron Haynes. We have a lot of love for Cameron. Cameron took a niche, and he's making people want to be in yeah. shape and get to the top of the mountain. He's a motivator. He's yeah. a motivator, and I think that's cool. But you got to have every aspect. You can't condemn one balance. side of it. Just a balance and make it fun. Make it something that we can sell. And I think you got to strip egos out of it. you got to strip insecurities. you got to strip all these measuring contests in competitions that, that are not fun, that make it a turnoff. And yeah. if you take that out of it, we got one of the best cultures to sell and the easiest to sell out there. It's truly do. fun. Do, do, you, do you feel like you saw what you're seeing now prior to social media being so strong? Well, it wasn't announced as much, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, I think it was probably here, but, you know. It's instant, instantaneous now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think social media gave people an opportunity to figure out what they think they need to be in order to be loved or liked, whether yeah. that is the buff dude or the cool guy or the redneck or the turkey hunter, the turkey caller, yeah. whether it's the girl who, who wants to be liked by the by, by something that really don't hunt, but they couldn't, it didn't fit in here or there. It, Give it them an opportunity out. to create the, an image and an yeah. opportunity. And I think at the end of it, authentic sales, legitimate sales. I mean, you can't be in the special forces or in, you can't be in the military if you really can't past the PT and so the good thing about hunting is there's no one measurement to say you're a hunter if you enjoy going out and hunting you're a hunter you it's might it's nothing wrong yeah. with saying yeah. I suck at it well I like duck, me and T-Bone love to dove hunt we every year we don't miss the Georgia dove season T-Bone's pretty good I'm the worst wing shooter on earth I can shoot maybe a case of shells and I might get seven now the game warden ain't never busted me shooting doves on a fit because I'm I'm that guy, you know. Like how I many you get? You got your cousin over there, like, oh, I got I got my limit, you know. And he's got this many in the bushes over here. No, what else? Still shoot? Like I'm, st I'm like, dude. You, you, hey, I've even had people call me on the cell phone, like, hey, you and T Bone, slow down over there. You know, y'all slow down. Y'all don't need to be shooting over the limit. Like, man, I got seven. Yeah, I've been hunting, I've been hunting seven years. I still don't have a limit. Them. I Is suck. there a limit of how many shells we use? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're probably over that. So I don't have any insecurity about that. It's still fun. I go back. And yeah. I, ever, me and T-Bone tell us all the time, man, we ought to go shoot some skeet and get good at this before we go dove hunting. But uh, It's always an afterthought. But it's fun. Yeah. And so I'm not, I don't have anything to prove. I yeah. just enjoy it. Yeah. Last thing, what? We're at the ATA show, a lot of new technology every single year. It seems like there's new innovation. Do you think it's good overall what we're seeing in the industry from a technology standpoint, innovation standpoint? I mean, game cameras, live feeds. Well, it, to me, I like it. I mean, I, I guess I'm a self-proclaimed archery guru, so I love coming and yeah. just seeing all the new products and the innovations and the technologies. I, I guess I'm a techie. Now, it seems like there's a lot of people throwing spitballs against the wall. Yeah. One out of... 10 may stick but you know we've got some great innovations you know like we were talking about we was over at Bushnell today and we was talking about uh, um, the laser rangefinder how that has been a you know a mecca trail cameras oh my gosh you know and then all these uh, 
you know, rather than just baiting with corn, you know, we got these high-tech uh, uh, baits and attractants and stuff like that. Big and Jay's got those. I mean, so yeah. I like seeing all that kind of stuff. And if it if it makes it more convenient and makes it more comfortable, I mean, you know, um, another one is like the blinds. I mean, pop-up blinds. We wouldn't ever thought about that ten years ago. He's like, oh, you ain't a hunter, you know. You like, yeah. You, you're you got to be in a tree, and then you end up jacking up a tree when you know you need to be forty yards farther this way. Well, you can't you can't get there, so you just sit and wait, and hopefully that deer will come by you. Now you got more ways to hone in on them, and between the trail cameras and and, and everything, it just makes it a, a more tools in your arsenal. So I I like it, I really do. Now you know there's a lot of things that are gimmickies, and but I like to see the innovations of the small mom and pop shops that yeah. are just trying so hard and you know you know it's almost like a shark tape type of deal and then some of them stick and some of them are just awesome i mean uh, i i like what's the next big thing and then these bow companies well being at the archery trade show uh you know i've been around bows for 25 30 years working with them i'm like well they can't get faster they can't get quieter but every year they get faster Something. quieter easier to shoot tighter grouping and uh, you know it's just making it so much the perception of 15 years ago when you went to an archery shop it's like i don't really want to bow hunt because it's going to take me um you know I'm, I'm gonna have to practice for three months just to get good enough to hit a pie plate i mean i've seen it now we've taken people that have never hunted before and really within 20 shots we've got them grouping about the size of a baseball or softball at 20 yards yeah. that have never shot before i mean that's kind of unheard of so the perception ain't reality you know, archery is really kind of easy to get into, especially if you go to a pro shop and get it set up the, the correct way and, you know, tailor fit to you. And now these bow companies have made it so easy to do so. Uh, there's really no excuse. And then crossbows, how many crossbows are we seeing now? Yeah. We're seeing tons of crossbows out there. And each state, it's like two or three states every year are legalizing it. And, you know, there's no excuse. It's a great, great thing for a family instead of having to get four bows for their whole family. You know, and they're thinking like, yeah, we want to do archery, but man, I can't, I can't spend two or three four thousand dollars on four setups but hey i can get this one crossbow for five or six hundred bucks and then everybody in my family can shoot it and we can you know kind of test the waters to see if we like archery and then before you know it bam they love archery and they're off and running they're yeah. spreading the word and, and loving it so now I'm, the innovations have created that you know so yeah. if it's getting more hunters and if it's legal you know I, I think i speak for these guys we're all for it absolutely yeah. mm -hmm. one of the things i respect we'll close with this one of the things i love about you guys is i feel like basically you can you guys have been around long enough and have enough influences in this industry you can work with a lot of different brands yeah. what makes you in the from the business standpoint when you say i feel like i know but i want you, you guys feedback what makes you say you know what i'm working with swagger i'm working with big and j because reality is you could work with a, a lot of different attracting companies but there's got to be something there that how do, how do you view that when you go down that path we're talking about new technology innovation and i know probably a little bit of your stance on it yeah well th there's always a couple factors for me is one is it's got to work and if i go tell you know, my cousin or a fan, and I don't consider our fans fans, I consider them family. So if I tell somebody, hey, man, this bow or this, you know, take a, take that swagger or the, or the big and J, if they say, hey, man, how's it stack up against corn? I'm like, well, corn's unbelievable, but give it a shot. You yeah. know, power it up a little bit with this, this big and J and try it. So I got to know in my heart that it really works, that you might get some action out of it and yeah. see some results. And, and two, I want to get behind the scenes and kind of understand a little bit more about the company and the family behind it and the people right. yeah, and their the passion. And once I know once yeah. I know those two things, then, then then I'm eager to promote it. So in reality, we are blessed. We get to work with some companies that, that we do get to field test, help, help create yeah. new formulas and different things. And so we do get a lot of free product, no different than, you know, 
Slash got probably a lot of cool Gibson guitars. We get some cool stuff. But at the end of it, I'm not going to sit there and promote our brand on anything that, that, that I wouldn't be very eager, eager to buy and that I do buy yeah. for my friends and as believe Christmas in. gifts. And believe yeah. in. I mean, the, the products that we use, we believe in. And what we've always done, too, is just had pro- products that were good for the, for the average guy, the, the hardcore working man. You know, we're not, our products aren't uh, out the roof in price. You know, we have middle-of-the-road type products that work really well, and that's something that we've pride, you know, always taken pride in is just having stuff that the average guy can go and buy. A hard-working guy isn't going to go waste his money on a piece of junk, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, listen, we need to close this thing out. I know you guys got a lot going on. I want you guys to know we appreciate your voice in this industry. You guys mean the world to us and mean a lot to our industry. So thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Man, it's been awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Absolutely. I thank promise you. we convicted more than ever, man. We want the culture to keep going. We don't claim to be anything special. We just truly love it, and, and hopefully everybody get a chance to to enjoy and, and see it and, and get a piece of it, whether you're a veteran or whether you're, nobody's ever had the opportunity. But when you get a piece of the outdoors like we all have, you want to keep going back to it because yeah. it's fun. You enjoy yeah, yep. it. So yeah, thank you all sure. for having yeah. us on. Yeah. Awesome. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you That's so it. much. Appreciate it. Peace out. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Listen, if you're enjoying what you're hearing here on the podcast, do us a favor, a huge favor. Go online, go to iTunes, jump on your podcast app, and give us a review. This is why it's important. All throughout the year this year, we're going to be giving away products, hats, T-shirts, things from our sponsors. And the only way you can be registered to win those products is by going in and giving us a review. We'll be giving those out on a monthly basis, and we want you to be involved in what's going on with free stuff. We know everybody likes free stuff. I'll be honest, we enjoy free stuff, and we want to share part of that with our listeners. Listen, guys, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you listening to the content we're putting out. You're not only a part of the tour, you're a part of the family, and we're building a tribe that's willing to go where only few dream about, living our passion. I am Jay Heath Graham, and I thank you for being a part of the Tour 12 Podcast.